On Friday, we marched for peace. We marched for a world where children don't have to fear for their futures. We marched for a world where our Pacific Island friends don't have to leave their homelands without a choice. We marched for a world where I might get to die of old age. We marched for a world where natural disasters aren't more frequent and intense. We marched for a world where people can farm and grow crops with predictable seasons. We marched for a world where people and planet are more important than profits. We marched for action on climate change because there is no peace in a changing climate. The burning of fossil fuels is a slow violence against us and our families. Because it is slow, we don't always notice what is happening. Notice the violence and harm that is being perpetrated against us. But it is there. Our futures and the futures of our children and grandchildren are being stolen away. Already, a UNICEF study in Australia found that 59% of our children and young people view climate change as a threat to their safety. Another study has found that one in three Australian women under 30 are reconsidering having children or having another child because they are concerned that those children would not be safe in a world of climate change. Many Australian towns have already run out of water and are currently trucking it in just to survive. Others are in severe drought. And this year, our bushfire season started in August. Islands in the Pacific are already underwater. Over 40 villages in Fiji have already been told that they will have to move. And many, many more will be threatened if we fail to keep warming under 1.5 degrees Celsius. The Pacific, Clim the Pacific Conference of Churches and my friends there are currently already working on plans for how they will be able to support their people through forced migration due to rising sea levels or how they will provide pastoral care to those who decide that they would rather stay and sink with their islands rather than face the loss of land, the loss of connection with where their ancestors are buried and the potential loss of culture that might come from them being forced to move. At a time like this, we need brave and prophetic leaders for change. So in the traditional fashion of our God, the God of bumbling heroes like Peter, David and Gideon, God has sent us the most unlikely of leaders. God has sent children. Children and young people like Greta Thunberg, who was just 15 when she started the school strike for climate movement. From that one teenager protesting by herself barely a year ago, the movement has now grown to an estimated 4 million people who marched on Friday around the world. 
including 80,000 plus people who marched in Sydney. This is all of us trying to squeeze into the domain. And an estimated 300,000 all around Australia. Greta is aware of the oddness of this, of the wrongness of children being forced to lead adults. She said, speaking to the French Parliament, maybe you are simply not mature enough to tell it like it is, because even that burden you leave to us children. We become the bad guys who have to tell people these uncomfortable things because no one else wants to or dares to. And just for quoting and acting on these numbers, these scientific facts, we receive unimaginable amounts of hate and threats. We are being mocked and lied about by elected officials, members of parliament, business leaders and journalists. Some people have chosen not to come here today to the parliament. Some people have chosen not to listen to us, and that is fine. We are, after all, just children. You don't have to listen to us, but you do have to listen to the united science, the scientists, and that is all we ask, just unite behind the science. So on Friday, we marched against this slow violence. And we marched in solidarity with the children and young people who will not only suffer the most, but who inspire us and who have taken up leadership when no one else would. 1 Timothy 4 verse 12 says, Let no one despise your youth, but set an example for the believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, in purity. This is exactly what our young people are doing. They are leading by example and inspiring us all. Because of their leadership, in July, our Uniting Church Synod of New South Wales, ACT, passed a resolution to support the climate initiatives of our young people, including the global climate strike on Friday. This resolution also includes developing a synod-wide climate action plan and advocating to government for real progress on reducing emissions. So we marched for our young people and because they were leading and inspiring us. We marched in solidarity with them. We also marched with and for our brothers and sisters in the Pacific. They are the people in this precarious and deeply unfair position. Because of the sins and the emissions of the West, they are set to lose their homes, their livelihoods, perhaps even their lives. This is not justice. This is not the kingdom of God that we are called to build here on earth. Time and again, we as Australians have responded generously to cyclones and natural disasters, such as Cyclone Winston, which hit Fiji in 2015. Yet by refusing to address climate change, we are failing to address the root of the problem. If the Good Samaritan had come across a man in the ditch every single time he took the road from Jerusalem to Jericho, how many times would he simply patch up the man and take him to the inn 
before he decided that something really needs to be done about the bandits on the road as well. This is the human cost of climate change. It is suffering that we cannot ignore. If we are to do justice, love mercy, and walk humbly with our God, we must alleviate this suffering. Loving our neighbour can mean nothing less. Yet our responsibilities do not stop there either. We worship the creator God, who loved all of creation into being and who holds it together in Christ. The Holy Spirit calls upon us to care for all of creation and to hear the groans and cries of pain caused by climate change. The polar bears starving in the Arctic, the mountain pygmy possums trying to move ever higher to escape the heat until they run out of mountain to move up. The corals in the Great Barrier Reef, many of which now lie as bleached white bones covered in brown sludge. Instead of helping, we humans are making it worse. Right now, thousands of currently undiscovered species are going extinct as their habitat in the Amazon burns. More rainforests in Indonesia and Malaysia burn to supply our rapacious greed for palm oil. Even the Arctic tundra is burning. Jesus weeps. He weeps for the suffering and pain of creation, for all the suffering and pain of people around the world, and for us and our failure to act. Sometimes I wonder if we will ever find the societal will, ever find the political will, to make the changes needed to save us from climate change. I can't see that many reasons to hope in Australian Parliament at the moment. Yet Romans tells us that hope seen is no hope at all and encourage us to wait patiently for what we do not have. My patience is pretty short because the crisis that we're in, in the crisis that we're in, we don't have a lot of time to wait for action. But I do find some hope when I think of the great social movements of the past. Many of them seemed completely impossible until the exact moment that they happened. I think of examples like the abolition of the British slave trade, led by Christians, or the campaign for the right of women to vote. And I also find hope in the faithful actions of hundreds of churches around Australia, working to care for God's creation in the solar panels, water tanks, and community gardens. And I'm so grateful to be able to open yours today. All around the country, action is growing and upwelling, and that really excites me. Friends, it might seem strange that I'm speaking to you of strike and protest, of disrupting the normal patterns of school and work and calling it peace. But the peace that God calls us into is not the Pax Romana. We're not trying to make a desert and call it peace here. It is not the peace of death and oppression that we seek, but the peace of justice, of compassion, of love for our children and future generations. This kind of peace is hard work. We will have to work to make it. And we will often have sore feet. This kind of peace... Jesus' peace surpasses all understanding because we don't really know what full peace of this kind looks like. But together, 
In faith, we seek it. In short, on Friday, we march because we are people of faith. We march because our faith calls out violence, even the slow kinds, because it stands with our children and young people, because it stands with the vulnerable and the hurting in the Pacific and elsewhere, because it stands with God's precious creation and it finds hope when it seems there is none. As the Pacifico like to say, we are not drowning, we are fighting. There's a long road ahead, but we are determined and our faith is calling us on. I'll see you all at the next climate march. <laughs>